Welcome to episode 32 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Are you living under the expectation that everyone will like you or the understanding that people will persecute you because of who you represent? This is Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at innerpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. The thought I want to share with you or the question I want to ask you today is, should everyone like me? This is actually a, a deeper question than just the surface response. Because I think subjectively there are many believers that believe if they're really pleasing God, then everybody and everything around them should be pleasing. Should everybody like me? See, that's a different question than, do I want everybody to like me? Now, for those people who don't care whether people like them, this won't apply to you much. And I hear people make comments like that. I I don't really believe it. But if they really believe it, that they don't care what people think, then I think they're more or less a dangerous person. But we need to answer this question. In the Beatitudes, in verse 10, Jesus said, Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The Bible always calls or ties persecution and righteousness together. In other words, we're not being persecuted for our own flamboyancy or our own indiscretions or any of those type of things, but for living righteous. Not for living perfect, but for living and declaring righteousness. The next verse expands this, and that's where I'd really like to go a little bit. And he says, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Not because of any certain thing, but any certain thing that would fall in the parameters of serving Christ. Because you love me, and you want to honor me and obey me. And of course, in John fifteen eighteen, Jesus said, if you do love me, the evidence of that is that you follow my commandments. So if I love Jesus, and I'm in covenant with him, I'm going to love what he loves, and I'm going to hate what he hates. I'm going to accept what he accepts, and I'm going to reject what he rejects. But I just broke these three three things down a little bit. He says, if you insult me, in other words, if you personally hurt me because of my faith. Now, (laughs) I don't have to think real hard. Uh, That kind of happens to me on a regular basis. I mean, uh, people will say or do something to try to inflict pain into your life somehow simply because you represent Jesus, not because you were ugly about it. And sometimes they just know what you think or they know what you believe and that's all it takes. You're actually silent, but they'll make a comment or they'll do something. So insult is designed to be hurtful. Then he says to persecute you. Persecute you is to actively resist you. So when you are being actively resisted in the gospel, when people are trying to stop you from doing things and they are against the cause of Christ, that is persecution. You don't have to be dragged into court. You don't have to be beat up. You don't have to be thrown in jail. Those are all forms of persecution too, as we know. But to persecute you is to resist you. I'm going to work against what you're doing. I am standing steadfast against that. That's persecution. 
And then he says to speak all evil against you. And he even, you know, expands this a little bit. Falsely say all kinds of evil. You know, we, we might just say, well, that's gossip. But what is that designed to do? That's designed to influence people against you. So persecution comes or rejection of Christ in us comes through three ways. Personal hurts and attacks, resistance of our mission and our agenda and our calling and our purpose, and to stop the influence, the relational dynamic, and obviously then the purposeful dynamic that that could lead to that we need to be aware of. And I think this needs to be articulated because I believe a lot of believers really think, if I was really doing what was good, then, hey, then... I wouldn't be having this resistance. Now, over in 2 Timothy, in the third chapter, remember Paul's talking to Timothy there, and he's giving a, a little bit of a litany, a little bit of a, of a wash list of some of the persecution, some of the things that people have done against him. And then he kind of pauses and says, and all those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. He's not talking about being an apostolic voice or a church planter or casting out devils. He's just simply saying, look, if you desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, you are going to suffer persecution. You have to remember this. You have to be aware of this. And so this is critical because if you have wrong expectations, you're going to make wrong conclusions. If people have an expectation that if I'm pleasing the Lord, if I'm being meek, but yet I'm being truthful, I'm trying to live my life in light of eternity, and I'm going to make the conclusion then that uh, everybody is going to like me, at least no one's going to persecute me. They might tolerate me, they might be silent, they might be ambivalent, but they're not going to persecute me. That's a wrong conclusion. So we can get knocked off course when you make a wrong conclusion, because if you make a wrong conclusion that could influence your decisions. And I see this happening a lot. There's this underlying subjective notion about the expectation is everybody's got to like us. I actually just read a letter a pastor in New York wrote to another pastor explaining why they were not going to get involved in really doing a pro-life proclamation. And uh, there was some spiritual mumbo-jumbo. I don't mean to be harsh, but that's what it was. But the but the underlying thing is we have an obligation for people to like us because if they don't like us, they won't like Jesus. Well, there's a good chance if they don't like us, they won't like Jesus. But maybe they don't like Jesus, and that's why they don't like us. So that is influencing a decision because there's been an expectation, there's been a wrong assumed conclusion, and now decisions are being made. And decisions lead to our destination. So wrong decisions, wrong destination. And I believe those wrong decisions are taking the church completely off course in many ways. If we look over at 1 Peter in the fourth chapter, uh, the Apostle Peter addresses this same uh, dynamic. In verse 12 he says, Beloved, do not be surprised. At the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. What was he talking about? What fiery ordeal? But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing 
so at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice with exaltation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of God rests on you. If you are reviled, if you are, there's a that's the mocking. This adds another descriptive adjective here. If you are mocked for the name of Christ, you are blessed. And then he gives some parameters. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer, or as a thief, or an evildoer, or a troublesome meddler. So he goes from very vicious crimes to crimes of indiscretion, a troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian or representing Christ, he is not to be ashamed. He is not to hang his head. He is not to be embarrassed. But is to glorify God in this name. You know, I think the one consistent thing we see when you follow the text or the context around people suffering persecution for Christ and the prophetic admonitions that we should prepare ourselves for that, they're always followed with an admonition of rejoicing. And as I was reading some of these passages, I was thinking of Acts 4, and I went back and read that. And they counted it an honor, and they were threatened to be silent. And remember, the enemy's goal in any kind of oppression is always to silence you. So whatever you do, do not be silent. You know, we read Acts 16 where they were released from jail, the, the angel of the Lord, but they were singing and they were praising and they were, and they were worshiping God. I think sometimes we ascribe a value. We don't regret the fact that maybe we've been persecuted or somebody's attacked us, even another Christian, maybe even somebody in the church for that matter. And we say, you know, okay, that, that's part and parcel. I'll, I'll deal with it. But I think God really wants to bring us to the place where we start to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you that I've been counted worthy in this measure. Thank you that I have tasted something. As I was reading through some of those scriptures, my heart was just stirred up. And I thought, you know, I, I think I'm missing it here. I think I'm good analytically at figuring out what's going on. And, and my theology says it's okay to suffer. And I don't even mind being rejected or made fun of or whatever it may be. But I don't know that I really bought into really rejoicing and seeing the significance of that in God growing up through me and God growing out through me, if that makes sense. So Jesus told us in the Beatitude, blessed are those that suffer persecution. Blessed are the people when they speak, blessed are you when the people speak lies against you. Blessed are you when they persecute you. Blessed are you, Peter said, when they revile you and speak all manner of ill will against you. Let's make sure our expectations are right. Then we'll make some more accurate conclusions. When we make the accurate conclusions, we'll make decisions that represent those conclusions. And when we make the right decisions, we're going to get to our right destination. Hey, I hope this is encouraging your heart. You'll look into some of these scriptures, meditate on them, go back and read a couple of these texts, uh, 1 Timothy 4, uh, 1 Peter 4, uh, of course, the Beatitudes, and uh, several other Acts 4. Read Acts 4. It would encourage you. Uh, hey, it's been great being with you. Uh, 
be a blessing to somebody today. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Today, Keith had a discussion on persecution. Everyone does not have to like you. In fact, everyone should not like you. If we have wrong expectations, we are going to make wrong conclusions. Our conclusions influence our decisions, and our decisions lead to our destination. Persecution will come. Don't let false expectations knock you off course. Right expectations lead to accurate conclusions, which will help us make decisions that will get us to the right destination. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our website, inourpastors.com. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pastors. See you next week.